From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York, this is Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, your host for this next hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, and we've got some extra sweet musical games, because returning to our show is our very important puzzler, Nellie Mackay. We'll also be testing her trivia knowledge in an Ask Me Another challenge, but to kick things off, let me introduce our puzzle guru, John Chinesky. Hello, everybody. And our one-man house band, Mr. Jonathan Colton. Hello there. And let's say hello to our first two contestants, Blake Lanyo and Matt Davis. Now, both of you are visiting New York. Matt, where are you visiting from? Uh, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Wonderful. I enjoy your bell. I like it, too. You like it, too? It's not its best state of repair, but... (laughs) (laughs) Needs a little repairs? Yeah. Yeah, That's part of its charm. Uh, So, let me ask you this, Matt. If you could be any action hero from a movie, who would you choose? I think James Bond. Yes. I'm pretty confident he can't be killed. He can't be killed. (laughs) I see. So this is all about, I I feel what you're doing. You're just trying to figure out how to stay alive as an action figure. Uh, Which James Bond incarnation, though? Oh, it's Sean Connery. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Classic. Classic. Duh. It's obvious. It's obvious. What about Daniel Craig? (laughs) Nah. You're not a lady. (laughs) Blake, where are you visiting from? I'm from South Louisiana. South Louisiana. Where in South Louisiana? Lafayette. Lafayette, sure. Cajun country. <laughs> Pumping his fist for the few people that are screaming. Um, and if you could be any action star, who would you choose? I kind of went superhero route, and I'm thinking the Hulk, because it just seems easy. <laughs> it, it just seems lazy. Like, they come to him, and it's just... <laughs> you just have to get angry That's yeah, the only thing yeah. you have to do I like that you just sort of pound it in front of your body To show what a Hulk does Just ah, pounds lazily <laughs> Fantastic Well this game is called Bruce Willis Wash your mouth out Jonathan, do you think Bruce Willis has a filthy mouth? I do he has a, he has a, You mean Bruno, you're talking about Bruno Bruno, yeah I call him Bruno Oh, okay, sorry Yeah, no, he, he's a notorious swearer You know, in, uh, in the Die Hard films His character John McClane Is very fond of saying yippee ki yay mother And then a horrible swear word True, true So, contestants, in this game We want you to clean up John McClane's catchphrase Puzzle guru John Chinesky Will you give us an example? Sure if I said John McClane uses this phrase when he faces off against the maternal personification of all the natural forces in the world, you would say, yippee Mother Nature. <laughs> <laughs> so your answers will begin with yippee Mother something. And if you'd like to do a Bruce Willis impression, that is mandatory. And the winner of this round will move on to her Ask Me One More Final Round at the end of the show. Are you ready? Ready. Ready. Okay. McLean enthusiastically yells this when he reveals the true identity of the author credited with writing most English nursery rhymes. (laughs) Matt. Kippikaye Mother Goose. That's right. (laughs) 
This is what McLean screams while headbutting the Roman Catholic nun who won the 1979 Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> Matt. Yippee Kaye, Mother Teresa. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> she has a very, very hard skull, too, so you have to, you have to really headbutt her to take her out. That's a Die Hard 7, old habits die hard. (laughs) (laughs) McLean shouts this in rage as he rips to shreds copies of the political magazine that was named after a trade union activist. Matt. Yippee-ki-yay, Mother Jones. Yes, you nailed it. After McLean is abducted by aliens, he makes this threatening declaration as he blows up the large spacecraft from which smaller craft are launched. <laughs> Matt. Yippee-ki-yay, mothercraft? Ooh, no, can't take that. Sorry. Blake? Yippee-ki-yay, mothership. Yes, right. that's what we were looking for. From Die Hard 8, in space, no one can hear you kick ass. <laughs> McLean mutters this as he violently scrapes away the iridescent substance lining the inside of some oyster shells that's used to make ornamental beads and buttons. Blake. Yippee-ki-yay, mother of pearl? (laughs) Yes. I know, hard to believe that was right, and that was right. (laughs) When McLean's computer crashes, he cries this out in frustration as he smashes the main circuit panel to smithereens. Matt. Yippee-ki-yay, motherboard. That's right. (laughs) McLean sarcastically utters this as he completely destroys his native language. Blake. Yippee-ki-yay, mother tongue. (laughs) Yes, that is right. I don't know how you do that. No. (laughs) Just really bad grammar. Punch a dictionary, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) In real life, Bruce Willis is sorely tempted to say this to the woman who gave birth to his wife. Blake. Yippee-ki-yay, mother-in-law. That's right. Yes. All right, John Chinesky. We have a tie. All right. So here's your tiebreaker, guys. McLean whispers this as he steals a dog's bone from the cupboard of an old nursery rhyme character. Matt. Yippee-ki-yay, Mother Hubbard. That is correct. You're our winner. <laughs> Matt is our winner with a vengeance. So close. Thank you, Blake. And Matt, we'll be seeing you again for our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. I would like to introduce our very important puzzler, Nellie Mackay. Welcome back, Nellie, to Ask Me Another. Now, you and Jonathan made some beautiful music together in our show in Central Park. It was a magical rendition of Simon and Garfunkel's 59th Street Bridge song. Jonathan, what do you have planned for us now? We're going to be doing a song, uh, this is connected to the, the last game we played. Uh, cowboys also say yippee-ti-yay, but they like to keep it clean. Uh, this is a Woody Guthrie song. Mm-hmm. 
cattle trails rough and a hard road to travel That old jack of diamonds is a hard card to play Get along, get along, get along, little doggies Get along, little doggies, and be on your way If you Colton and Nellie Mackay, everybody. <laughs> Nellie, I'd love to know what's on your playlist, you know, at home. Like, what kind of music do you listen to at home when you want to relax? Oh, well, I don't have a, a playlist because I abhor technology, and I think it's done far more harm than good. Yeah. And, you know... Um, so do you listen to records? Uh, yes. Although I'm a bit confused when to change my needle, because if it's too sharp, it can hurt the record, and if it's too dull. So if anybody knows, if we could talk at the bar after okay. the show. <laughs> Please write in. Nice. Uh, it's uh, askmeanother at npr.org with your needle <laughs> answers. Uh, so what, what's kind of, so when you're at home and you're like, oh, I just want to chill out, what, what album would you throw on? Oh, boy. Well, I was just in uh, Mississippi, and I picked up some Stanley Turrentine and some uh, James Booker and um, a wonderful wonderful uh, album. It's a, a two-CD set with a DVD, um, and it's, uh, it's about a British pathé in the West Indies, and it goes into the whole history there from the 20s to the present, um, it's, it's, and it's got a wonderful range of, of musical styles. It was great to travel through Appalachia listening to that African three-against-four rhythm. It, it, it was completely unapropos. Now, we always ask our VIPs to provide the prize for the grand winner of every episode of Ask Me Another. So Nelly, you know, was giving us some great stuff. But one of the things I wanted to ask you about that you put in your prize pack is a pair of faux fur handcuffs. Uh, right. Love cuffs. Love cuffs. Now, um, <laughs> were these something, are, are they new, secondhand, or...? <laughs> I got them at Goodwill. They're... <laughs> <laughs> Secondhand love cuffs wow. is a great album title, by the way. They're they're gently used. Gently used, yes. I can imagine the moment when someone was like, "I am done with this," and you you pick them up and you thought, "Someday I'll have a reason to give this to as a prize." Uh, yes. <laughs> Seriously, though. How long ago did you buy them? Oh, just about a week or so. Really? Yes, and they come, they still have the keys, which I think is quite rare. It's <laughs> rare. Right, that is the first thing to be thrown away. You're right, you're right. Fantastic. Another hand for Nellie Mackay, everybody. 
We're going to be putting Nellie to work a lot this hour. So coming up, we'll see if we can convince her to help us with a musical game about lists. And then we're going to strap her into the puzzle hot seat. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. Hey, thanks for listening to Ask Me Another. You know what you should also listen to? Snap Judgment with Glenn Washington. Snap Judgment is storytelling with a beat. It's intimate, musical kind of storytelling that features stories that connect and captivate and invite you to listen close. So check it out. Snap Judgment. Find it on iTunes under podcasts. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg. And have you ever noticed that bad things come in threes, but good things only come in ones? Let's ask our next two contestants about that. So please welcome Natasha Simons and Lindsay Trobe. So, Lindsay, what is the last good thing that has happened to you? Well, the first thing that came to mind was I recently brushed shoulders with Ryan Gosling at a party. Uh, And where were you that you were brushing shoulders? At a premiere party for one of his movies. That sounds really obnoxious. No, that would be that's an excellent place to find him. How about you, Natasha? What's the last good thing that's happened to you? Well, it's hard to beat Ryan Gosling, but I have to say the last good thing that happened to me was the Breaking Bad finale, both because it was amazing. And because I could finally relax every Sunday. Ah. (laughs) Right, it was very intense. Yes. You have a lot of people that agree with you. They're like, yes, my (laughs) life was given back to me. (laughs) So this game is called Bad Things Come in Threes because it has been noted that many of the most notorious assassins in history have three names, like John Wilkes Booth, Lee Harvey Oswald, Mark David Chapman, and it turns out that many other famous people with three names, have committed far lesser, but still disturbing, (laughs) acts. Puzzle guru John Mitchell Chinesky. (laughs) How about an example? Thanks, Ophira Jasmine Eisenberg. (laughs) It's real. That's right. (laughs) If we said this actor provided the voice for one of the most fiendish movie villains of all time, Darth Vader, you would answer with James Earl Jones. They both are nodding. Yes, of course. Okay, so ring in when you know the answer. And of course, the winner of this game moves on to her Ask Me One More Final Round at the end of the show. Playing an extraordinarily debauched version of himself, this actor spent several movies terrorizing poor Harold and Kumar. Lindsay. Neil Patrick Harris. Yes, indeed. This country music star with the achy, breaky heart helped popularize the frightening hairstyle known as the mullet. Lindsay. Billy Ray Cyrus. Exactly. (laughs) Business in the front, party in the back. Just like his daughter's twerking. This composer's adaptation of T.S. Eliot's work may have wet people's appetites for the anthropomorphic felines so much 
that the internet was basically taken over by cat videos. Composer Natasha. Andrew Lee Weber? Go, I don't know. No. I have the middle Lindsay, names. Are can hard. you steal it? Andrew Lloyd Weber. Oh, there you that's go. Correct. Oh, you set her up, Natasha, but Lindsay got that point. As if aspiring writers didn't already have parents pressuring them to get a real job, this poet managed to write The Red Wheelbarrow while working successfully as a family doctor. Yeah, it's a tough one. They're both thinking, they're the working The initials here out. are WCW. Who's William Carlos Williams? And I just answered, yes, I answered yes. a Jeopardy question yeah, as you're well. You're not yes. on Jeopardy. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you got it. Who is correct, Natasha? <laughs> William Carlos Williams is correct. Do you really want to go to a doctor who's also a poet? I don't think so. I would find another doctor. My doctor, no hobbies. That's what I say. Medicine. Long me- medicine <laughs> exactly. to be his hobby. No hobbies. This architect's falling water, a house which appears to hang in midair over a waterfall, may have accidentally provided the blueprint for the lairs of every Bond villain. Lindsay. Frank Lloyd Wright. That is correct. And this is your last question. During a three-year marriage to Angelina Jolie, this actor reportedly wore a vial of her blood around his weird little neck. Let them think. Let them think. Lindsay. Billy Bob Thornton. Correct. How's the guru, John Chinesky? The winner of Bad Things Come in Threes is Lindsay. Way to go, Lindsay. Congratulations, Lindsay. Thank you so much, Natasha. Lindsay, you're going to be moving on to our Ask Me One More Final Round at the end of the show. Thank you. Let's bring out our next two contestants, Leah Fox and Doug Friedman. Also visiting us. Where are you visiting from? Uh, Ypsilanti, Michigan. Ypsilanti, Michigan. Have you ever been part of a trivia game, trivia match? Only a couple other times. The first time I played was on a rooftop in Khartoum, Sudan, where I lived for a few years, and my friend um, organized a game for us. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's normal, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. I've never had that answer to a question. That was great. <laughs> Fantastic. Playing trivia in Sudan. And so what's on your list to do while you're here in New York? Well, I leave tomorrow, so I guess the only thing left would be to have a room of strangers buy me drinks after I win a trivia game. Ah. I like wow. the way you think. A little, tra- little trash talk. <laughs> I like Look it. out, Doug. <laughs> Doug... I'm told that you are really into doing like fun costumes for birthday parties and things like that. We've been, uh, my wife and I have had a few costume parties for my birthday. Uh, my uh, 40th, I was Ed Asner and she was Mary Tyler Moore. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, do you have a favorite on the list? Was that the favorite? Or did you... That was definitely the favorite. Yeah, that's an amazing I one. I could just pretty much be myself. <laughs> Excellent. This game is called Not on the List and it's a music game. So let's bring back our VIP, Nellie Mackay. 
Now, there are songs that express heartfelt emotions that tell stories of love or loss that are both universal and deeply personal. And there are songs that are just pretty much lists of things. (laughs) That's right. It's a handy shortcut when you don't feel like actually writing a song. (laughs) So this game is about those songs. Nellie and I are going to sing songs that feature a musical list, also known as patter songs. But one of the items in each song is going to be wrong. So ring in and tell us what the wrong item is and what the correct lyric should be. So, for example... Eight maids are milking, seven squids are squeezing, six geese are laying, five golden rings. So, you would say, squids are squeezing is incorrect. Oh, right. (laughs) You would point that out. That would give you one point. And then you would tell me, swans are swimming is the correct lyric, and you would get a second point for that. Oh, okay. I know. These are two-point questions. And... If you can't answer at any point, your opponent will have the chance to answer and get whatever points remain. Okay? Okay. Okay. Okay, here we go. Cream-colored ponies and crisp apple strudels Doorbells and dumbbells and schnitzel with noodles Wild geese that fly with the moon on their wings These are a few of my favorite things Leah. Uh, doorbells and dumbbells is wrong. Dumbbells is wrong. Dumbbells is wrong. That's right. Yes. And what is what should the correct lyric Doorbells be? and sleigh bells? That's right. Yeah. That's two points. All those years in Sudan paid off. I know. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of Sound of Music fans there. You'd be surprised. I felt like, too, she just pull, you pulled it out. I felt like it was right in the back of your head, and you just, yeah, you made a, a face, and then it came to the front. <laughs> I'm very well acquainted, too, with matters mathematical. I understand equations, both the simple and quadratical. About binomial theorem, I am teeming with a lot of news. With many cheerful facts about my purple ballerina shoes. You're both looking at me like I'm crazy. I hate Gilbert and Sullivan, so it's all you. (laughs) Doug, who loves Gilbert and Sullivan more than anything, has rung in. What what do you say, Doug? I'm guessing the Pearl Ballerina shoes are wrong. You are correct. The Purple Ballerina shoes is wrong. Do you know what it is? I haven't a clue. Uh, We're looking for the square of the hypotenuse, is the answer. I'll take the one point. Wow. That really divided the crowd and the contestants. Everybody's pretty mad about that. Gilbert and Sullivan just like, wow. Which is worse, Gilbert and Sullivan or math, you know? Gilbert and Sullivan. Definitely worse than math. Leah has no hesitation. (laughs) All right, here's your next one. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Mama's gonna buy you a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird won't sing... Mama's gonna buy you a diamond ring And if that diamond ring turns brass Mama's gonna buy you some laughing gas And if that laughing gas should break Mama's gonna buy you a chocolate cake Leah uh, Laughing gas is wrong You're yes. gonna buy a looking glass Yes, well done, well done That's both of them A little bit of Monica in my life A little bit of Erica by my side A little bit of Rita's all I need A little bit of Tony's what I see Yes, Doug. 
Tony was wrong. <laughs> I like the way All you right. say that. Tony was wrong. <laughs> Tony was definitely wrong. What, what's, what would be I'm the right lyric? thinking maybe Barbara. <laughs> you wish. You Barbara. wish. Barbara. <laughs> Leah, do you know what should be there instead of Tony? Jessica? <laughs> no? Do you guys want to just keep name, naming ladies' names on that? No. Audience, do you know what it is? Tina. Tina. Yes. They're shaking their heads like, obviously. It sounds yeah. obvious now. I'm very yeah. proud. I'm laughing because I don't know any of these songs. <laughs> G- you look good to me. H- You're so heavenly. I- You're the one I idolize. G- We're like Jack and Jill. K- You're so kickable. L- Is the love light in your eyes? Doug. Kickable and kissable. Kickable and kissable. You got them both. That's right. <laughs> the wife. <laughs> it, is, it is true. The word kickable sticks out like a sore thumb in a love song. Although the way Nellie sings it is know, like, yeah. it's beautiful. <laughs> okay, here we go. Grace Kelly, Harlow Jean, picture of a beauty queen. Jean Kelly, Fred Astaire, Patrick Swayze, dance on air. Doug. Patrick Swayze is wrong. I'll say. Ginger Rogers. (laughs) Ginger Rogers, you got it. I just like this statement. Patrick Swayze is wrong. (laughs) Just generally. Okay, this is your last clue. Ooh, slip out the back, Jack. Make a new plan, stand. You don't need to be coy, Roy. Just listen to me. Hop on the bus, Gus. You don't need to discuss much. Just drop off the keys, Siri, and get yourself free. Doug. Siri is definitely wrong. Uh huh. And Lee is correct. Yeah, you got it. That's two right there. And it looks like Doug is our winner for this game. Doug, you'll be moving on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Thank you. Ask me another. Are you one of those fancy people with a landline, or do you know someone with one? Then we want to hear from you. To be a phone contestant, wait, wait, don't call, but write us at askmeanother at npr.org or find us on Twitter or Facebook. And speaking of which, we have a caller on the line. Hello, caller. Hello. This is Hillary Kotler from Columbia, Maryland. Hello, Hillary. Welcome to Ask Me Another. Thank you. Thank you. So what's going on right now in Columbia? Um, actually, I'm not there. I'm in New Carrollton oh, so uh, at my office. Got it. So you're a bit of a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, that's the only place where there's a landline. Am I right? Exactly. <laughs> 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 All 
we've got you after hours in the office. Well, I'm very happy that you uh, called, and I hear that you come from a long line of people who do crossword and pen. Am I right? Uh, yes. My, my maternal grandfather uh, did uh, the crossword puzzle. Of, I think the New York Times, it may have only been the New York Daily News, uh, in pen, and I've inherited that. Excellent. Okay, great, because we've cooked up a little word game for you. Would you like to play? I would. Hillary, this game is called X Marks the Spot. We've removed the X sound in various words and phrases, and your job is to put the X back based on our clue. For example, if we said, put an X in Hagon to get a six-sided geometric shape, you would answer hexagon. Okay. Got it? And if you get enough right, Hillary, we'll send you an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Oh, great. My husband will love that. He's got mad Rubik's Cube skills. Mad Rubik's <laughs> I can understand the attraction. It's the sign of a wasted youth right there. <laughs> Here we go. Put an X in puh to get muscles somewhere between the head and the abs. Pet. That is correct. Put an X in Allender to get a great man who is Aristotle's most famous student. Alexander. Exactly. Did you know that his second best student's name was Stan? I did not know that. Yeah, Stan was just the pretty good. Stan was the man. (laughs) <laughs> was the man. That's right, Hillary. You, you know my friends Alexander the Great and Stan the Man, don't you? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Put an X in Miko to get the home of the world's largest population of Spanish speakers. Mexico. Yes, indeedy. Put an X in Stant to get an old-timey device used in celestial navigation. Yes, indeed. That was a hard one. Well done. And here's your final clue. Put an X in Tess to get a place you don't want to mess with. Texas. Yes. (laughs) Hillary, not only did you get enough right, you got them all right. So we are going to send you an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. And we're going to let you leave your job. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thanks so much for playing with us. Thank you for having me on. Okay, see you later, Hillary. Coming up, we'll put our visiting songstress, Nellie Mackay, in the puzzle hot seat. So stay tuned. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's Hour of Trivia, Puzzles, and Word Games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and coming up, we'll see how much our VIP, Nellie Mackay, knows about one of her idols, Doris Day. But first, let's bring out our next two contestants, Ty Cohn and Wyatt Martin. Here's my question for the both of you, starting with you, Ty. If you could tame any animal in the universe to be your pet... What would you choose? 
I was going to say a hippogriff from the Harry Potter series, but <laughs> yes. I actually don't know what that is. So I'm going to go with um, there was uh, uh, an owl in Clash of the Titans, the mechanical owl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Archimedes. No, his name was Bubo. Whoa. Bubo? <laughs> Bubo is okay. a thin as owl, and I have him on my arm, so if I could tame him and have him fly around and do errands for me, that would be great. Excellent. What? I'm torn between the giant flying dog from the never-ending story and whatever that little thing in front of the Jabba the Hutt was that just cackled whenever he made anything. <laughs> right, it looked like a sock just or something like that. bring that around with me and have it cackle at everything I say. <laughs> that character was Luke Skywalker. I <laughs> this game is called Gone to the Dogs. Jonathan, that pretty much explains our entire show, doesn't it? It sure does, yeah. Afira. But this is a rather simple game. Each answer in this round will contain the name of a dog breed. For example, if I were to ask what Simon and Garfunkel song begins, I am just a poor boy, though my story is seldom told, you would answer, the boxer. And of course, a boxer is a breed of dog, as well as a person who boxes. The song is not about a person who puts things in boxes, you understand it. (laughs) He boxes with his fists. But it's also the dog breed. I'm going to stop talking now. (laughs) Contestants, ring in when you know the answer. Here we go. What was the nickname of the engineer of the Enterprise on the original Star Trek? A Wyatt. Scotty. Scotty is right. (laughs) What kind of blanket originating from a war-torn region might you throw over the back of your sofa? Ty. Uh, Afghan. That's right. It covers the war-torn region of your sofa. Yes. (laughs) Founded in 1914, what passenger bus line has buses in various bright colors, despite its name? Wyatt. Greyhound. Greyhound is right. What Miami rapper with Cuban roots had his biggest hit in 2011 with the song Give Me Everything? Wyatt. Pitbull. You got it. In 2001, the Canadian province of Newfoundland changed its name to Newfoundland and what? Ty. Newfoundland and Labrador? That's right. Yeah. You knew that, right, Ophira? I did as a Canadian, and I think you even answered it like a Canadian. You went Newfoundland and Labrador? That's how we would <laughs> hey? answer it. Yeah, it would always go up at the end. Really? Yes. Name the monk who lived in the Swiss Alps who was proclaimed the patron saint of mountaineers by Pope Pius XI in 1923. Ty. St. Bernard. That's right. What is the largest state in Mexico? Ty. Chihuahua. That's right. The Yappy State, correct. The Yappy yappy State. (laughs) This is your last clue. In the Aesop fable, what was the occupation of the boy who cried wolf? Wyatt. A shepherd. He was a shepherd. You got it. John Chinesky, what happened? We have another tie. Oh, my God. Wyatt and Ty, here is your tiebreaker. What dog comes in standard miniature and toy sizes and also in a kind of 1950s skirt? Ty? What what is a poodle? (laughs) Poodle is correct. (laughs) Incredibly close match. Thank you so much, Wyatt. Ty, 
You did it, and you're going to be moving on to our Ask Me One More Final Round coming at the end of the show. Thank you. You ain't nothing but a Crying all the time. Well, you ain't never caught a rabbit. You ain't no friend of mine. Now let's welcome back our very important puzzler, Nellie Mackay. Uh, you have an album that is a tribute to Doris Day, Normal as Blueberry Pie, and it inspired us, actually, to write a quiz about the amazing singer who was one of the top film stars of the 20th century, Doris Day. Now, did you grow up watching Doris Day or listening to Doris Day? I did. I grew up uh, uh, listening first. Uh, we went to a protest at the Baltimore Aquarium when I was in high school, and uh, I went to a record store afterwards while we were waiting for the bus to go back to the Poconos, and uh, I just I loved her look on it. I think it was a still from Romance on the High Seas, which was um, her first film, and, uh, and I, it was just it was so romantic. You know, I mean, in gym class, I'd try to put that on, and they all wanted to listen to Destiny's Child. And, <laughs> you know, and, um, and, and the fact that she started her own Animal League and Foundation, I just, uh, she spoke to me on every level. So we wanted to find you a suitable opponent in this game, and I think we did a pretty great job. So please welcome the author of the biography, Considering Doris Day, <laughs> Tom Santo Pietro. <laughs> Tom, have you ever met Doris Day? Uh, I haven't met her. Uh, she is incredibly reclusive. She stays in her estate, which is in Carmel, California. Uh, a year after the book came out, it was actually a while, the phone rang late one night, and I was very grumpy because I had been working late. And they said, is this Tom Pietro?" I said, well, who is this? And she said, well, I'm calling you from Carmel, California, and it was Doris Day. Uh, she is the person you see on the screen. She is that genuinely nice, and we don't run across many people like that. So it was, uh, it was a pretty fascinating conversation. Wow. And, and why did she call you in the first place? What was the reason? Well, I think she, she liked the fact that the book was, um, it wasn't just sort of uh, dishing the dirt about her four husbands. And it was the first book that took her seriously as an artist. Forget all the jokes about being a perpetual virgin. This is a major artist, and I talked about how James Cagney felt about her, and Paul McCartney idolizes her, and Tony Bennett idolizes her, and I think that's what she responded to. Wow, fantastic. All right, this is going to be a great game. Okay, so this is all about Doris Day. You guys obviously both hold a great wealth of knowledge on her. We'll see. Maybe it's going to come down to buzzer speed. Who knows? What song did Doris introduce in Alfred Hitchcock's The Man Who Knew Too Much, which she later used as a theme song for her TV show, The Doris Day Show? Tom. Okay, sirrah, sirrah. That is correct. Okay, sirrah, sirrah was the answer, a song about giving up. <laughs> <laughs> Doris starred in over 30 films, but received only one Academy Award nomination for her performance in the first of three films co-starring Rock Hudson. Name the film. Tom. Uh, Pillow Talk. Correct! <laughs> Doris famously turned down a role in what 1967 film, which would have required her to ask Dustin Hoffman, 
Would you like me to seduce you? Nellie. What is The Graduate? <laughs> that is correct. Doris's first hit record was co-written and recorded by Les Brown and his band of renown in 1945. What's the song in which Doris says she longs to hear All Aboard? Tom. Sentimental Journey. Sentimental Journey is correct. These are the songs I want to hear Nellie sing. How much you got? <laughs> the 2003 rom-com Down With Love was an homage to the Doris Day Rock Hudson films and featured a cameo by what actor who played the third lead in all three of the original movies? Nellie. Who is Tony Randall? <laughs> yes, that's correct. You don't have to answer in the form of a question, but I... Uh... <laughs> I understand that is the understood convention that Jeopardy has put on all game shows thus going forward. All right, this is your last clue. Many songwriters have paid tribute to Doris in song. Name the 1980s band that had this hit song. You take the gray skies out of my way. You make the sun shine brighter than Doris Day. You turn the bright spark into a flame. My peace permit had never been the same Cause you're my lady, I'm your fool It makes me crazy when you act so cruel Come on baby, let's not fight We'll go dancing, everything will be alright Nellie Who is Lou Reed? I'm joking, I don't know who you are I do love that the audience <laughs> fell for that. Like, you would actually think... Anyways, yes. Jonathan does it better. <laughs> do you have an, oh, would you I like can... to answer? No, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm actually not sure. I just remember that Billy Joel name-checked her in one of his songs. But, we didn't uh, start the fire. Yes, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, anyone out there? Wham! Wham? No, I don't know. Never heard of him. George Michael? Wake me up before you go, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, John Chinesky. Well, it was a fun game, but America's sweetheart today is Tom. Congratulations, Tom. <laughs> well done, Tom and Nellie. You both win an official Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. So, congratulations. Thank you so much, Tom, and well done. Nellie, before we have you leave, can we convince you to play one more song? Yes. Yes. I'd like to dedicate this to Tom. <laughs> You're mean to me. Why must you be mean to me? Gee, honey, it seems to me. You love to see me crying I don't know why I stay home Each night when you say you'll phone You don't and I'm left alone Singing the blues and sighing You treat me cold Each day 
This week's grand champion. So let's bring back from Bruce Willis, Wash Your Mouth Out, Matt Davis. From Bad Things Come in Threes, Lindsay Trobe. From Not on the List, Doug Friedman. And from Gone to the Dogs, Ty Cohn. I'm going to ask our puzzle guru, John Chinesky, to crown our champion. This final round is called Call the Doctor. In this round, every correct answer will be a real or fictional doctor, most of whom you shouldn't go to for medical advice. For example, if we said that this doctor is known for his gel orthopedics, you'd say Dr. Scholes. Here we go. Matt, this movie doctor once attempted to hold the world ransom for the princely sum of one million dollars. Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil's right. Lindsay, This doctor packs 23 flavors in a can, along with high fructose corn syrup. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper is right. Doug, he's England's favorite time traveler in a TARDIS. Doctor Who. Doctor Who is right. Ty, this rapper came straight out of Compton to co-found Death Row Records. Uh, Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre, yes. Matt. On November 10, 1871, Henry Morton Stanley finally found this doctor in present-day Tanzania. I have no idea. <laughs> All right, step aside for just a second. Let's see if Lindsay knows it. Lindsay? No, I also have no step idea. Step aside for just a second. Let's see if Doug knows it. Dr. Livingston, I presume. You presume correctly, Doug. Way to go. We'll have to say goodbye to Matt and Lindsay, and we're down to two. Down to Ty and Doug. Here we go, Ty. Call this fellow the doctor of punk rock footwear. Uh, Doc Martin. Doc Martin is right. Doug, when he wasn't helping people commit suicide, this famous doctor was also an oil painter and jazz musician. Dr. Kevorkian. That's right. Ty, this host of the radio show Loveline graduated to helping famous people with their addictions in celebrity rehab. Dr. Drew? Dr. Drew Pinsky is correct. (laughs) Doug, Omar Sharif plays this title character in a 1965 drama directed by David Lean. Dr. Zhivago. Dr. Zhivago is right. (laughs) Ty, this slam dunk king has had his jersey number retired by two different NBA teams, the Philadelphia 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Dr. J? Dr. J is right. (laughs) Doug, In this 90s Nintendo video game, players destroyed viruses by matching colors on descending colored capsules. Three seconds. No idea. Let's see if Ty knows it. Dr. Mario? It is Dr. Mario. I thought he was a plumber. Ty, you're the winner of the game. Doug, thank you so much. 
Well done. Ty, you're our Ask Me Another big winner. Nellie Mackay has put together a prize package for you. I am so looking forward to the furry handcuffs. Yes. You get a signed copy of her Doris Day tribute album, Normal as Blueberry Pie, as well as those faux fur handcuffs, love cups, straight from her to you. So congratulations. Thank you so much. And that's our show. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're listening at home and would like to be a contestant on our show, find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. And you can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is John Chinesky. Hey, my name anagrams to Oh Heck Ninjas. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou Jolta Cannon. Our puzzle editor is Art Chung, with additional puzzle writing by Matthew Foster, Mark Halpin, Greg Lightman, James Ramsey, Noah Tarno, and J. Keith Van Stratton. Ask Me Another is produced by Jesse Baker, Josh Rogerson, John Asante, and Eleanor Kagan, along with Portia Robertson-Migas and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Damian Whittemore, Kristen Moeller, and Jeff O'Neill. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her right begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Next time on Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and frosty trivia. Let us go, let us go, where Amundsen and Scott once raced. Let us go, let us go, to a very, very, very cold place. Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, and the Oscar-winning songwriters of Disney's Frozen. Hey, you're still listening? All right. Well, thanks for listening to Ask Me Another. Hey, did you know that there are lots of other great NPR podcasts out there? How about Snap Judgment? It is fantastic. Snap Judgment with Glenn Washington. It's storytelling with a beat. And it's an intimate kind of close musical storytelling. And it's stories that connect and captivate and invite you to listen very close. That's Snap Judgment. Check it out in iTunes under podcasts.